Well, good morning, church family. Welcome this morning to our service. And I'm so glad that even though it's not ideal, we still have an opportunity during this time to gather together and, and um, worship the Lord and be edified in the faith. And I'm, uh, I'm recording this from my, um, my house here in Sydney. And I converted one of our rooms into a bit of a, bit of a studio just because um, we're having to do the same thing here at Southland. But uh, we're just so glad that we're on our way. And really, we've been ramping up our packing, and now we're about a week away from getting the removalist here and ready to go. And yet, we're obviously just praying for the church family there, knowing that um, you're, you're going through this lockdown period. And uh, we know personally how difficult that is. And so we're just seeking the Lord and asking that He would encourage you today. Um, but I hope that, uh, that you're found faithful in your place this morning. It is important that we do what we can right now to be able to continue to be um, edified in the Word of God and to be fed the Word of God. And so I appreciate this, the fact that you're, um, you're, you're with us this morning. And if you're a guest of our, our church, I wanted to welcome you and um, look forward to perhaps one of these days uh, to meet you right on the property once we're back there. And that's really what we're seeking the Lord about. And so we're doing our best as we uh, just navigate through this time. So I appreciate the staff um, having just the flexibility as well and a new church to to be able to just see um, see the need to go through the, and have service this way and so I wanted to give you uh, just a, a thought from scripture this morning if you would please turn your Bibles to Galatians chapter 6 we'll read verses 1 to 5 Galatians chapter 6 verses 1 to 5 brethren if a man be overtaken in a fault ye which are spiritual restore such an one in the spirit of meekness Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. And, and there the scripture describes for us really uh, some expectations from the Lord and you know, one of the things I've noticed over the course of this whole COVID time is, is just, the, just the, the things that we're going through can so easily bleed into our mindset. You know, um, last year when COVID was first, um, first uh, found here in Australia, we were asked to, um, asked to social distance and social distancing meant that we were to be, um, you know, two meters away from one another in, in public uh, spaces and, and especially in confined places and uh, you know part of part of that meant that you know when you we were going through and walking even at church you had to sit uh, a space away and whereas we were used to as a church being uh, congregating together and then it moved from social distancing to now these lockdowns that are happening all around our nation and, and now they're in our uh, at home in Queensland and it's interesting isn't it that 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 has caused a, a real sense of despair. You know, if, when you look at the statistics right now, it's although COVID is a, is, is, seems to be rampant in a sense, we know that there's a, there's a psychological and an emotional, um, emotional outflow of that. And there are those who are going through a great deal of anxiety and a great deal of depression. And it's sad to see that uh, um, those kind of things have overcome certain members of society. And I think the reason for that is because uh, mankind was never designed by the Lord to, to uh, lack um, and to be hindered 
in their association and their time with others. Um, really, in, in many ways, man, even in, in his lost state, in our lost state, we need others to be around. And yet, um, so much more so as believers, you know, as, uh, as Christians, we're, we're called to be part of the church. And one of the, the, the dangers that I've seen during this whole COVID period is really what I call the dangers of anti-social distancing. Because as much as they'd like to call it social distancing, it's actually causing us to be more anti-social. It's causing us to, to go against the, the, the very design of God to, for us to be together like this morning, we should be assembled together. And yet because of government mandates, because of the, the perceived danger of this COVID-19 virus, we're, we're having to beam into your homes and stream uh, into different channels to be able to get the message across to you so that we can gather together. Now, I'm comforted with that, knowing that regardless really of our place geographically, we're still the church. And if I can remind you this morning that, that you know, even though we're not able to meet on our property like we would hope to, really at the end of it, we're still the church. That hasn't changed. And so this morning, I hope that you would just be aware of the danger of antisocial distancing. Because here's what, what can happen. Because we're in lockdown, we can feel not only separated, but we can feel justified in, in feeling like no one cares. You know, I, I don't know if, if it's just you or it's just me, but perhaps as I've reflected on this past week, I've felt a sense of loneliness. I felt a sense of disconnection from others that normally I wouldn't have. And the reason for that is because truly and literally we can't go anywhere. And right now we could allow that to sort of bleed into our mindset. And before too long, we've been, we've been victimized by the danger of this whole time of isolation. And I want to encourage you this morning about this because actually, regardless of our circumstance, God's word is relevant. And God's word overrules all of that. And, and I'm not saying today that we, so we go out into the streets and just, you know, disobey the, the, the orders given us right now. I believe we're, we're still in our place where we still have the freedom to worship the Lord. And we certainly want to be sensitive to how that would be viewed in society so that we could be, still be a good testimony to our neighbors and to those who are lost. But what I'm saying is that we, we, need to, uh, we need to be aware lest it bleeds into our mindset, lest it comes into our mindset that actually we can't do anything as far as, uh, as, far as caring and being a, a burden bearer for one another. You know, I know that, that this, that over the course of this week, that I've had to be more intentional in communicating to others and, and, and uh, reaching out to those in need and, and not being too self-focused because all of those are actual dangers of being in isolation, being in this time of lockdown. And we better be careful because the Bible tells us as we read in, in Galatians chapter 6 that we're actually we're designed to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. In fact, um, really in the context of this uh, chapter, it's speaking about those that have been overtaken in a fault that we as as uh, mature believers, we who are spiritual, we're supposed to reach out to others and, and restore them. And you understand that uh, no doubt, as perhaps some of you watching, you're struggling through this whole uncertainty and you're struggling. Maybe there's things that have overtaken you and overwhelmed you. 
And actually, all of us have a responsibility to reach out and to bear some burdens for each other. You know, the, the, the reality is the enemy wants you to think that this isolation also means that you are alone and no one cares. And, and maybe you've felt that. Maybe you've, you've thought to yourself this week, well, no one's even called me. No one's even sent me a message. No one's even checked up on me. And, and there's a danger there. The, the truth is we're all in the same boat. And actually, when you think about it, now more than ever, we have every available avenue to, to, uh, to still keep in touch because of the, the technology that has been afforded us. And there are ways for us to get in touch, but it's actually our responsibility all up. See, we're designed, aren't we, to come together. The, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, and so much the more. As you see the day approaching, actually this whole command to meet more and to gather more is actually something tied into the fact that, that we're looking forward to the soon return of Christ. And, and right now, because of all of the, the, the situations that we find ourselves in, we're hindered in that, aren't we? And so what can we do? We ought to have the mindset that because we're part of this body, we have a responsibility to, to overcome our sense of isolation and overcome the dangers that are inherent in that and then through our, our only our available means reach out and so I want to give you a couple of thoughts with that and you know the first place that you have gotta start is to really firstly have a right mindset you see the, the problem with isolation is that it separates us from the, our purpose and it hinders us from our purpose as believers and that's to be with one another to bear one another's burdens in Philippians 2.4, it's explicit there, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. We're supposed to look and care for the needs of others. And, you know, when we can't see one another and we're not in touch with one another, it's very difficult to do that. You know, many of the things that we've been able to enjoy over the course of our lifetimes really is, is just the ability to gather whenever we've wanted to. And sadly, even in, in post, uh, sorry, pre-COVID, there are some who don't take advantage of that and there's, there's, a, there's no sharpening that's happening. But just think about this. A lot of our times together, it really became inadvertent. And by that, I mean that over the course of time, you know, you just get used to having a schedule. Sunday is church. You get there at 9 a.m. perhaps for Sunday school and then 10 a.m. for the main service and then 6 p.m., uh, for uh, for the evening service and then we go Wednesday at 7 and then we gather all again and we know the times and we schedule it in and, and then our fellowship together and our communication together becomes inadvertent. We, we, we do it because we're there. But what this time has brought about is we have to have a mindset about caring and reaching out for one another that's not inadvertent but more intentional, more purposeful. And actually that I think that's that's really what the Lord Jesus meant when this, this positive command of bear ye one another's burdens is given. It's in the, it's in the imperative there. It's in the de declarative there. It's not a question. It's not a suggestion. It's actually a command given us. And so because it's command, we, we ought to intentionally do that. And the corresponding danger is the opposite to the gathering. It's separating ourselves from the group. And before long, if we don't have the right mindset, we start to, to separate ourselves. And I think about Doubting Thomas, who really was going through a great discouragement after the, the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus. And, and really, much of the reason why da Thomas doubted, and he had a prolonged doubt, was he set himself away from the group. 
when you read the account of in the Gospels, Thomas actually just was one of the last that was, was brought back in. And, and when he was brought back in, he got to see the Lord Jesus physically. He got intimate with him again. He got close to him, got close to the Lord, and then he was restored. You know, the parable of the 99 and 1. You think about that. You think about the fact that the shepherd left the 99 to look after the one. Why? Not, not because the 99 didn't need him. It's because the one was separated and was in danger. And so if your mindset right now is, well, we can't see each other. Well, it's difficult right now. And, and I, I feel discouraged, but no one's reached out. Then I want to encourage you today. Perhaps have the right mindset. Perhaps understand that actually it's not just someone else's responsibility. It's, it's your responsibility as well. You see, your life actually, when you think about it, our lives hasn't been dramatically changed. It's just that there's some things that we have to do differently. You know, we're going to, uh, if we're going to avoid the danger of, of, of isolation and the antisocial distancing syndrome, we must revisit firstly the right mindset. And the right ma- mindset firstly includes the mindset to be others focused. Now, you understand verse 1, brethren, if a man be overtaken uh, in a fault, you, there, there's an understanding of, of your reaching out to those in need. And he says, considering thyself, you know, at the end, it's mutually beneficial. You know, when we go out to try to be a help to others, don't you find it that they are a help to you? And not that, that it's this um, attitude where I scratch your back, you scratch mine. But you, you start to find that when you start to reach out, actually they, they mutually then are ministering to us. And he says in verse 2, bear ye one another's burdens. And later on in the passage in verse 10, he says, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, but especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Hey, if you're saved here this morning, that's you and I. That's you and I. We're the household of faith. We're to do good to all men, but especially us who are the church family, the brethren in Christ, we are meant to do good. And here's the first part of a right mindset. It's got to be others focused. We've got to be others focused. The emphasis here is to bear others' burdens and not, to, not simply to wallow in our burden, but to bear others' burdens. And I'm not saying being a busybody, just trying to, to, to get the tea and, and try to figure out what's happening. No, no, to truly show concern and care. And I think about the great General William Booth, who was the founder of the Salvation Army. And uh, one night he was scheduled to preach elsewhere. And as he was going, he, his, his train back then got snowed in and there was no possibility for him to go. And, and they didn't have modern technology like we do today. Like they didn't have the, uh, a, a phone to send a, a text. So what he did right there on the train, he sent a telegram right over to that uh, meeting place. And they read General William Booth's one message for, one word message for the evening. And it simply was a word, others. You know, when you think about the Lord Jesus himself, he was others focused. You know, when he endured the, the, the cross and the contradiction of sinners against itself, it was for the joy that was set before him. You know what that was referring to? It was referring to you and I, who because of, uh, of his action on the cross, because of his sacrifice, were now saved. And he thought about us in the multitude who would be saved as a result of his sacrifice. And Jesus is others focused. And you know, we need to have a mindset then also of just simply not being being overwhelmed by our circumstance, but, but to set our mind to following God's expectation. You know, God's expectation 
hasn't changed because of restrictions. You know, God's expectation of us is that we would still be the kind of Christian that pleases Him. And right here, the second part of verse 2 says, So fulfill the law of Christ. We've already said that really Jesus is the prime example of being others focused in, our, in, in His mindset. And so really what we're doing is just following His pattern and His expectation for us. It's, 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 it's God's law. It's the law of Christ because He is the prime example of it. And we see that in Philippians chapter 2. In Philippians chapter 2, He took on the form of a servant and He was willing. You know, the Bible says that he, 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 uh, he came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. We understand that He came. And yet we're commanded there in Philippians chapter 2 to have this mind also which was in Christ Jesus. And so to, to follow after God's expectation. And so the motive in which we reach out is, is based really on pleasing the Lord. And so if we want to be the kind of Christian who through restriction is going to overcome this antisocial distancing syndrome, then we're going to need to have the right perspective, the right mindset. And the right mindset is to be others focused and to, to be focused on following God's expectations of us. But then notice thirdly, uh, second, sorry, in, the, in verse 3, For if a man uh, think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. He, here we, we see that there's a hindrance at times to be able to be a burden bearer. And, and that's when we, we overestimate who we are in the sight of others. You know, this, this statement here about thinking that we're something when, when we're nothing, that, that's not a statement of value about us. In, in God's sight, we're precious in His sight. You know, he, we're, we're valued enough that He willingly laid down His life. But understand, it's, it's actually a statement of comparison. He, he's saying, you know, in comparison to everyone else, I'm just like everyone else. You know, I'm not above everyone else. And, you know, sometimes what we're doing is we're sowing to ourselves in the flesh. We're, we're thinking, well, why should I reach out? No one's reached out to me. Well, why should I? I mean, don't they know? what I'm struggling, don't they know this is really hurting me? And, and no doubt, we're going through different circumstances. There are those perhaps who are going through a real struggle. Maybe you have been able to go to work and we pray for you and we ask God to provide. And, and if we're able to help, let us know. Maybe there are those who are really, they're going through a real issue in the home and things are coming out to the fore. And, and I, we pray that God, the God of peace, will come between and, and help and succor and and, and then uh, give answers through His Word. And so we understand we're all going through, but in the, in the great level of humanity, we are humans. We are. We're, none of us are above the other. And He's saying here that the, there's, there's this, this negligence of reality sometimes that many Christians are deceived with themselves. And really what this is, it's caused by pride. And I want to say that if we're going to overcome this whole time of isolation, the anti-social distancing uh, syndrome, we're going to have to have the reality maintained. Maintain this, that, that actually you're not above others, we're all responsible. You know, it, 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 it bleeds into the reasoning that we keep to ourselves. Our flesh tells us, you know, no one cares, hence we step away and we suddenly we get back perhaps in the next couple of week or so, Lord willing, 
And suddenly, when we were warm to others before, suddenly we're now cold because, oh, no one contacted me. And, and the question, though, is this. Is that reality? Have you thought, perhaps, that while you're going through some burdens, maybe some others are going through some burdens? Have you thought about maybe some are not adjusting as well as you are or as, as well as you thought they would be? And it's, in, it's, it's important that we all take responsibility. The reality is that each of us are just as responsible as everyone else. And it's like that verse in Proverbs 18, 24, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. You know, here's the advice that we often give our children. How do you make friends? Then be friendly. Be friendly. You know, my, my kids, uh, we're about to move and they're going to go into a new school there at Good Shepherd Christian School. And, and they're anxious about who our, our friends are going to be. My advice to my own children is this, be friendly. And it's in the same way when you think about this, you know, no one's communicated to me. Hey, listen, no one's stopping us from communicating to others. No one's stopping us from fulfilling the law of Christ in bearing another's burden. And, and we need to, firstly, if we're going to do this, we need to maintain humility. You know, be humble, have a right estimation. That's what humility is. Have a right est estimation of yourself. It's, it's, again, it's not a statement of value. It's a statement of comparison. When we think about who we are, we're all in the sight of God, just low. We're all just sinners saved by grace. Who are We who are believers, we're all really in the first place sinners who need a savior. And God in his graciousness has saved us. And I want to tell you that humility is, is understanding that. And, you know, when you get into the mindset that no one calls me, no one seems to care, what, what I want to ask you is what have you done? Have you reached out? And not reach out so that you can start to vent. Not reach out because, no, showing great care. You know, can I tell you that ultimately none of us are actually all alone? You know, if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit. You have God who oversees everything, looks at your life, and He cares about every detail. And yet, sometimes we get focused so much on how we're being communicated to, we, we, we don't really appreciate the, the blessing it is to be a believer during times of great hardship, in times where we're going through struggles. And we need to maintain that perspective. You know, if we don't, we deceive ourselves. It's like the one in James chapter 1 who forgets what he looks like in the mirror. And yet, so many of us right now, the only way actually that we can man maintain a right perspective about ourselves and maintain reality is really just being in the Word of God. You know, the Bible is, is likened to a mirror there in James chapter 1, a mirror that is the perfect law of liberty. It gives you a right balance of things. If you ever wonder how you should respond to this whole time, look in the Word of God. How should you be? Look in the Word of God. Uh, who are we in the sight of God? Look in the Word of God. And so being in God's Word helps us maintain a reality about us. I wonder if you would just challenge yourself during this time to, to really take them the time to invest in your Bible reading. You know, some of you, you're not, not commuting like you normally would. Some of you, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're finding that you probably are more productive at home. And, and no doubt you've got times throughout the day that you could take some extra time to be in the Word of God. I want to challenge you about that. You know, often when we're cooped up, the, the reality that, that we tell ourselves is this, then we must, be, we must focus on ourselves. You know, 
the danger of this whole time is we become self-absorbed and self-focused. We can become all about us. And you know, one of the interesting things that's happened over the COVID time in, is the, that retail is actually booming. And a lot of that has to do with this. We have online access, online shopping, and, and men maybe just cover, the, cover your wife's ear here. Um, and I'm not saying all online shopping is wrong. But I'm just saying sometimes we indulge to make ourselves feel better about our situation. Well, no one's calling me. Well, uh, it just seems like everyone's forgotten about me. And suddenly you're clicking on and you're buying that, that thing and that thing to make you feel better. And be careful when you become self-absorbed. Be careful when, when just like Lucifer, who actually had, a, had, a, had the greatest position to be the covering cherub who saw God in all of his glory, all of his life became full of, full, of, full of pride and he fell. Why? Because he became self-absorbed. He began to think, well, I want this and I want that. And be careful. He, he's saying, if you think something of yourself when you're nothing, then you're deceived. Hey, when you're deceived, you're not in, in, in reality. And so get back to that reality. Hey, how, what can you do? What is your responsibility? You know, we're all in the same boat. We're all in some degree, struggling through this. And I want to encourage you to just maintain a reality. But really, the only way we can do all of that is, is lastly, having our reservoirs managed. And we see in verses 4 and 5, But let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. And it's interesting, again, the, that he changes a little bit here. He's saying, bear one another's burdens. But he's saying, bear your own burden. And that goes together because the reality is this, if you don't maintain the reservoir of, your, of, your, of bearing your own burden, then it's more likely that you can't bear others' burdens. You know, if you can't be, you're, 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 you're being weary in yourself, then you can't be strong for others. He says later on in verse 9, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And so this whole idea of, of just making sure you bear your own burden. Let every man prove his own work, and then he shall have rejoicing in himself, within, and not in another. He's saying, he's saying, you know, in yourself, don't rely on someone else. You know, you ought to just go about and you make sure within you're, you're full. And for every man shall bear his own burden. You know, all of us here, we have to put up with, it, with, with what we're going through. We have, we have to put up with ourselves. And maybe you're going through this time and, and I want to warn you, you know, whilst we're socially distanced and we're in lockdown, don't be spiritually distanced from the Lord. You know, when, when Elijah went through what he went through, he had the mindset, he, he says, and I, even I only am left. He thought, well, no one else is, cares. No one else serves God. No one else is. And listen, be careful. Uh, again, I want to encourage you to renew your inward man. In 2 Corinthians 4.16, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man, man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Hey, get that renewal that you need. Uh, the, your, your personal stability flows into an ability to help others. You know, if we would just take care of our walk with the Lord, if we would just take care of being strengthened, if we would just take care of rejoicing in Him, and having rejoicing in ourselves, then you will find joy when you're in, and it'll enable you to, to help and enable others and encourage others. Your, your fellowship with God allows you to have that reservoir of joy. 
Hey, listen, don't be spiritually distanced from the Lord. Find your joy in Him. The, the joy of the Lord is our strength, the Bible says. Hey, take some time to praise Him today. Take, take some time to lift up the name of Jesus. Hey, take some time as, as we've had. Maybe you need to replay the songs and now sing it with gusto. Sing it with your heart. I hope that you're not too embarrassed to sing praises to God right there in your living room. Boy, that'll change your heart and mind. And, and we need to replenish and, and refill our reservoir. See, sadly, the person we often miss being with the most can, can at this time be our Savior. I wonder if you're taking the time. And how's your time with Him? Are you spiritually in tune and close to the Lord? And our communicating, our communing with our, our God helps us keep pressing on. And so, you know, there's dangers in isolation. There's a danger to think that we're, no one cares. There's a danger to think that, oh, we can't do what, what we're supposed to do. Listen, this dangerous time can be one of our most fruitful times. Would to God that each and every one of us would just determine to just follow Christ and lift Him up in our place. And, and you know, God knows our, our restrictions. God knows that we're in lockdown. And God knows what you're going through. So replenish in Him. Tap into the source of true joy. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And would to God that as we look forward to the future, we would find strength in Him in this time. And then in that strength, be able to bear one another's burdens. What's the dangers of this time of antisocial distancing? Feeling like you're alone. Separating yourself, think, telling yourself that you're justified in that, you're, that no one cares. And, and, and getting, getting a, 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 a false reality in your mind and then spiritually distancing yourself from the Lord. Hey, if we would take care of that, that last thing of just being close to the Lord, I'll tell you what, you'll be, you'll be filled with joy. You'll be strengthened in that joy and you'll be able to bear others' burdens. And so I want to encourage you, church, reach out this week. Hey, get, get close to God. Hey, um, get, get to a place of greater intimacy with the Lord, abide in Him with greater fervor and passion. I want to tell you that this time can be one of the, the, the greatest blessings if we would just have the right perspective, if we would just bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Well, I appreciate you, church, for just being faithful once again. I'm so glad that, that I get to do this. It's really always a joy to be able to give you the Word of God. And so I'm just going to close in a word of prayer. And then, um, and then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll finish off our service. I hope that you would come back this evening for our 6 o'clock um, live stream. We look forward to seeing you then. Let's pray and then we'll, we'll, um, we'll end our, our streaming service this morning. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you again for your grace. And Lord, no doubt, as I think about it, I pray for our church family. Lord, um, no doubt all of us here are facing different challenges. So I pray that you would please help each and every one. I pray that you would please replenish their joy in you. I pray that, Lord, if there's anything that is hindering that, that they would just cast that away in your name. And, and Lord, have the victory that, Lord, is available to us. And I pray that you'd encourage each and every one, Lord, this week. Help us to think of others throughout the week, dear God. And help us, Lord, then to be uh, joyful in knowing that we have a church family that loves, uh, what, loves you, that loves each other. And help us, dear God, then to just rejoice in that. And so I pray, Lord, for those, anyone that's listening, I pray that, that if they're not saved, that they would trust you as their Lord and Savior, that they would understand their need of you. 
And so we pray these things in Jesus' most precious, holy, wonderful name. Amen. Well, church, again, I appreciate your time. Lord bless you. We look forward to seeing you at 6 p.m. tonight.